All right, so let's jump right into it. Um, how to track your macros. First of all, I do wanna explain what a macro is. Um, a macro is just short for macronutrient. There's arguably four different macronutrients, carbs, protein, fat, and alcohol. Um, they all have slightly different um, calorie measurements. So carbs and protein, these have four calories per gram. Um, however, one gram of fat has nine calories and one gram of alcohol has seven calories. Um, so carbs and protein are the lowest calorie of the four. Um, I, I would say protein is probably one of the most important. A lot of people, especially women, tend to undereat protein. And that's very problematic for anyone who wants to lose weight or change their phys physique. Okay, so that essentially is what a macro is. Tracking your macros. That is just, it's pretty much equivalent to tracking calories. So don't let the terminology fool you. It's basically the same thing. You're just placing more emphasis on um, what your protein, carbs, and fat are doing. So it's more, it's more specific than just saying, oh yeah, I'm watching my total calories. Um, watching total calories is great. It's part of a weight loss or a fitness journey, but it doesn't give you enough detail. So that's why people have started tracking their macros because it's just more uh, specific and you'll get better results with it. So how to go about doing this? There's a few things that you'll need in order to get started. Um, you do need a food scale. Weighing your food is extremely important. Um, measuring cups and measuring spoons and food labels are not as accurate as a food scale. And if you want to be ultra accurate, use the food scale in grams. I personally am used to seeing ounces, so that's what I do. I weigh my food in ounces, and that works for me. I think that's detail-oriented enough. Um, you can track in grams if perhaps you've reached a weight plateau and have failed to um, lose more weight. You might need to get down to that level of detail. Okay, so you do need a food scale. Um, you'll need some type of way to keep track of the amount of macros that you're eating. I think the easiest way to do this is to download MyNetDiary or MyFitnessPal. Um, those are the two tracking apps that I typically recommend for people. I know there are a ton more out there, um, but I'm a little bit skeptical of ketogenic or carb counting tracking apps. Um, I have found them to not be quite as accurate. Um, one keto tracking app that one of my clients was using turned out that it was grossly overestimating his fat intake, and I could not figure out why this guy was just blowing completely past the macros that I had given him. Um, couldn't figure it out. It looked like he was eating 3,000 calories a day and just loads and loads of fat until we switched 
to Minette Diary, and we found out he's actually not overeating. He was doing everything perfectly. So after that experience, um, I really only recommend my fitness pal or Minette Diary. I'm sure there's more out there that are accurate, but I have a healthy skepticism of um, diet-specific tracking apps um, because I have just not had the best experience with my clients for them. Okay, so you need a food scale. You need some type of app that's going to keep track of your food. Um, the app is where you're actually going to input your food weight. So say you had a meal of four ounces of chicken, and you know it's exactly four ounces because you put it on your food scale and weighed it. Okay, so now you need to open your app and find in the database um, four ounces of chicken. Now there's going to be um, possibly even hundreds of different options to choose from, so don't get overwhelmed. Just choose um, the food in the database that seems to fit the description of what you ate. Say you just had a chicken breast and you home cooked it yourself, um, you can enter the brand of chicken breast that you bought, um, but if you cooked it yourself at home, a grilled chicken breast or a baked chicken breast, um, find any sort of generic chicken breast in the database. That should be completely accurate for our purposes. What you don't want to do is input um, a chicken wing or a chicken thigh when you actually had a chicken breast because those are two different things, and that's gonna have a different fat content and a slightly different protein content. So if you're eating chicken breast, make sure you input chicken breast. Um, on the other hand, if you had a chicken thigh, make sure you do enter thigh and not breast, because there's going to be a really big calorie difference there. All right. So that is the tracking app. Um, you're, I mean, you're probably going to need some type of measuring spoon or measuring cup as well. You might not always have a food scale nearby. It might run out of battery. So it is good to have those measuring devices as well. That'll be second best, but still it's much better than just eyeballing it. I personally am not very good at eyeballing my food measurements. And I've been tracking for almost a year straight. Um, so I constantly need to recalibrate my portion sizes. I tend to go off track and my portion sizes get gradually bigger and bigger and bigger until I actually put my food on the food scale and recalibrate myself. Okay. So that being said, measuring food, weighing it, it is kind of a pain, but it's something that just needs to be done if you're serious about losing weight or going on a fitness journey and changing your physique. So when you go to weigh a meal, um, you know, no one eats just one type of food likely you're going to have at minimum three different foods to weigh. 
say you're having just a plain meal of ground beef, rice, and broccoli. That's a pretty typical meal for, for me. So you do have to weigh the ground beef separate from your rice, and the rice has to be weighed separate from your broccoli. These are all three very different foods. So if you weigh your rice with the broccoli, you're not going to get an accurate carb count. The food scale is going to give you a number, but it's not going to be accurate. So just make sure you're separating your foods when you're weighing. Um, I like to have my meal all ready to go, separated in different containers. I will purposely cook my foods separate from one another so that it is more convenient to weigh. So I set my plate on the food scale, zero that out. Um, then I'll weigh my ground beef, zero it out again, weigh my rice, zero it out, weigh my broccoli, zero it out. And then I enter those weights into the app and I'll know exactly how much protein, carbs, and fat I'm eating at that particular meal. Um, condiments are a little bit tricky to weigh because usually you're using just a tiny amount. However, this is a fairly important thing to not forget about because things like butter, oil, those are very calorie dense and they do add up, especially if you eat these things at every meal. So for the sake of accuracy and if you're serious about losing weight, these are things that are going to need to be measured. <clears throat> um, salad dressings should also be measured. Things like barbecue sauce, um, those will also need to be measured. Over time, it's going to get easier. Um, you'll, you'll be able to eyeball something and know approximately how much you're eating, and you'll get really good at it to the point where you're probably not having to place everything on your food scale. Um, however, you do want to calibrate by measuring and weighing every so often just to make sure your portion sizes aren't getting gradually bigger and bigger. All right, so that being said, there are certain things that I don't typically weigh, um, and that is non-starchy vegetables. Um, after doing this for about a year, I do know what one or two ounces of spinach looks like on my plate, but here's the thing. Even if I'm off by an entire ounce of spinach, it's not going to be that big of a calorie difference between two ounces of spinach and three ounces of spinach. It, I mean, it might be like seven calories. So in my opinion, seven calories, um, maybe it comes out to, you know, four carbs on your tracking app. That's, that's not a huge margin of error. That's pretty small. So I don't worry about non-starchy, like ultra low calorie vegetables. So those are the foods that I will go ahead and eyeball and feel pretty comfortable about um, being a little bit more relaxed. Now things like my meats, eggs, 
fats and dense carbs like rice and potato, bread, tortilla, those things are going to need to be measured. Okay, so it's important to understand why you're weighing and measuring. Um, so when we talk about tracking macros, um, you have to be systematic about your weight loss, about your fitness journey. Um, it is not intuitive to lose weight. I think that a lot of times people that want to lose weight think that it happens by random. They see friends or family losing weight, um, but not really knowing the entire strategy that goes into weight loss or a fitness journey. So it's super important to understand weight loss is not intuitive. And if that is your goal, then you do need to be fairly consistent and fairly detail-oriented about it. I think that's something that not everyone understands. You definitely have to strategize. Okay, so how do you know where to begin? Um, this, again, this is a strategy that you do not want to get wrong. Um, so usually what that is going to entail is having a coach, a dietitian, a trainer, someone that has done this before and can give you an accurate starting place as far as like how many carbs do you eat? How much protein do you eat? And what should I set my fat at? You don't want to get these numbers super wrong and you don't want them to be too far off um, because potentially you might gain weight if these are set inappropriately. So you do want to find someone that has a fair amount of experience and maybe has, you know, coached other people through a fitness journey or weight loss. Um, those are the type of people that you can trust to get your macros correct. Um, I would strongly recommend working with a coach. Uh, this is, you want to work with someone for at least a couple of months, um, because weight loss is not intuitive, there's going to be a lot of mistakes that you're likely going to make throughout this journey. Um, you you might make choices because you're scared of gaining weight, i.e. restricting calories too much or under eating a certain food group when you really didn't need to. And so that's ultimately going to set you back. So it's really important to be working with someone that can coach you through those moments um, and help you um, achieve your goal. Okay, so that being said, you want to make sure you're starting off your macros appropriately for your size and activity level. For most women, um, you need to pay close attention to how much protein you're eating. Um, and when I say high protein, people have no idea how high you actually need to set it. 60 grams of protein is probably not enough. The average woman that comes to me eats 40, 50 grams per day. That is not nearly enough. You need to set your protein at at least one gram of protein 
per pound of body weight. Um, now that's just a rule of thumb. That's not a hard and fast rule. Um, if someone has a lot of excess weight, you might need to go more by your lean body mass weight than your total body weight. Um, so if someone is, say, 100 pounds overweight, I I'm not going to have that person eat, um, say they weigh 250 pounds and the woman is 5'4". I'm not going to have that woman eat 250 grams of protein per day. No. She probably has about, I don't know, 115, 120 pounds of lean body mass. Um, so that's going to be her minimum protein requirement. I'm going to start her at at least 115, 120 grams of protein but likely it's going to be even upwards of 140, 150 grams of protein. I myself, when I started my fitness journey, my coach set my protein at 175. I thought that was amazing. I love eating protein. It was not difficult at all for me to eat that much protein. And my total body weight was probably, yeah, no, it was 125 pounds. That's where, that's where I started. And I was eating 175 grams of protein. So that I was overeating my body weight. Um, personally, I feel like I needed it. Um, I come from a place of sometimes under eating. So when I started lifting weights, I could tell my body was just so hungry. And uh, protein was the only thing that would satiate me. So I loved eating that much protein. Um, so if I set your protein at 100 grams, and you're eating 60, it's not nearly enough. You need to meet your protein goal. That's fairly non-negotiable if you are in the middle of a fitness journey and you need to be consistent about it. Now, I understand, you know, if this is all new to you, it's going to be hard to do that. Um, not every week is going to be perfect. You know, sometimes it takes people a good three to six months to really work up to that level. But if you are able to educate yourself and sidestep that learning curve a little bit, eating enough protein is probably going to be the number one thing that you can do dietary-wise to help change your physique. Okay, so the other thing that is tricky about tracking macros, um, a lot of people think that it's time-consuming. I hear you on this. It is a little bit time consuming, especially if you are a busy person. Say you are a mom, you work full time, um, you know, you're trying to cook dinners, trying to cook, uh, you know, prep lunches, do the laundry, whatever, house chores. I, I get it. You're trying to spend time with your family. You don't want to be staring at your phone the whole time. Um, however, if you have also decided that you are do have the time for a fitness journey, this is part of it. This is the language of fitness that we need to speak um, in order to be able to communicate with each other. I can't help you if I don't know what you're eating on a daily basis. Um, 
so finding the time, um, finding shortcuts, um, doing it repeatedly, you'll get faster at it. Um, maybe you can enter into your app um, at the end of the day if you have a good memory. Um, however, you will likely need to be able to track somewhat consistently um, so that we can communicate. Um, this is, it's like learning a new language. We both need to speak this language so that um, we can help one another. If I don't know what you're doing, I don't know how to make changes. So that being said, it is a little bit time consuming. It'll get easier and you will get faster at it. But in the beginning, I think that's just a sacrifice that people are going to have to come to terms with. Okay, so that being said, yes, we do want some amount of consistency. However, it's more than okay with me if you need to take one, even two days off a week from tracking. Um, I think that's actually not a bad idea to um, institute anyway, because it helps you develop intuitive eating. I always say fat loss is not intuitive. Um, and tracking will help it become more intuitive. Um, and so that day off of tracking, you can practice um, intuitive eating because, you, because you've tracked five days in a row, you should be familiar with what portion sizes look like. Um, and so your days off from tracking, it's not that you're going overboard, it's not that you're binging, you're not eating in excess that you would normally, it's not a cheat day, it's just a day off from weighing and measuring everything. And ultimately, in the long run, these days off from tracking will help you have sustainability in your fitness journey. So I actually encourage my clients, yes, take a day off or two from tracking because um, it'll give you a mental break um, and then it'll, it'll allow you that time to get better at estimating a portion size. All right, so... Um, one of the other things that I do want to touch on is why it's important to track macros on a fitness journey. Um, everyone's fitness journey is going to be slightly different. You cannot copy what someone else is doing and expect it to have the same effect on your body. So your macros and your exercise plan is highly specific to you. Um, if you're working with a coach, they are going to know what those macros are, um, and they're going to know how to adjust your macronutrients so that we can produce the desired result for your body. Um, in the fitness community, it is generally desired to eat as much as possible and still be fit or still lose weight. Um, and I mean, who doesn't love eating? Who doesn't want to eat more? Most of us would probably want to eat more as long as we can stay fit. So learning your macros 
or learning how many calories you truly can eat while still losing weight or staying lean. This is important information. So you do need to be familiar with your numbers. You need to know how much um, protein, carbs, and fat you can eat and still lose weight. And on the other hand, you need to know how much to eat in order to gain weight if that is one of your goals. So once you learn your body's language um, and understand what works for you, you're going to be less concerned with what other people are doing. This is a tool that you will use for the rest of your life, for the rest of your fitness journey. Um, so it is something that's quite foundational to learn. I would strongly recommend um, tracking your macros, giving it a try. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of meal plans. I think sometimes people need to see a meal plan in order to know what's an appropriate food to eat, what's the overall pattern that I should be aiming for. So in that sense, yes, meal plans are totally fine. Um, however, a meal plan is designed for a finite period of time. So it's not something that you can really use long term. Usually a meal plan is only for a week. I mean, maybe a month if you're lucky. Um, the thing is, people don't typically actually follow the meal plan. They just want to see it. So um, if you do use a meal plan, I mean, that's wonderful. That's great. They are actually more precise if you follow them. However, tracking the macros, it's going to give you just a little bit more flexibility because you get to decide what type of carbs you're going to eat or what type of protein you can eat, what type of fat. Um, do you like almond butter versus peanut butter or whatnot? Are you a rice person, potato person? Um, I mean, it's not generally recommended to fill up your carb bucket with like juice <laughs> or candy. But to some degree, you can work your favorite foods in, even if they're not quote unquote healthy. So that's the beauty of tracking macros. It tends to be a little bit more flexible dietary wise. And the more flexibility you have, the more sustainable it is, and the more likely you are to stay on track.